Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is the Action Network Podcast. You can hear the chatter from the crowd. We have a big chance, a big chance to make a run for some big bucks. Three-pointer, bang! Welcome into the Action Network podcast. Great to have with us for what will be, I think, a really exceptional episode. Brendan Glasheen, your host today, heading the WNBA, which you might think about that and go, I don't know much about the WNBA. Well, if you're losing all of your baseball parlays or you're taking all these juice lines on the Astros, Yankees, and Dodgers, maybe this is you. But most importantly, the WNBA is a professional league that has a lot of potential to build a bankroll. We want to remind you that we have analysts at Action Network now that log WNBA picks on the Action Network app. You can track those bets for free. This is a league that has a lot of betting opportunity, right place, right time, given the time of year that we're in. If you're just stuck on baseball, an opportunity to build the bankroll. I want to welcome in our guest who will be joining us for the next 25, 30 minutes. His name is Dano Mataya. He is from Spread the Floor, which is a betting platform from Her Hoop Stats, and they provide some of the very best in women's basketball when it comes to information as well as betting picks. They also get to uh, cons- uh, consolidated injury reports. Dan, one of the sharpest WNBA betters around. You can follow him on Twitter, Dr. Mataya, M-A-T-A-Y-A. And spread the floor is at spread underscore the floor. Dano, what's up, man? How you been? Doing great. Uh, saw you recently at Mohegan Sun. Uh, yep. Wish I would not have bet that Liberty game. Uh, saw that John Quell was out, but you know, the, the streets saying are the sun better without John Quell Jones. I don't know. Hey man, I'm not sure what you're talking about, to be honest with you, but yes, uh, I do some, I do some work with the Connecticut Sun, and Dino was in town last week, but Dano, let's try to go back in time here. When you first started following and betting the WNBA, how were you at the time an inexperienced WNBA better fast forward to now where you are now, how can someone who's inexperienced in this market get an edge on betting this league? It's probably one of the best sports to get started with, especially those who are inexperienced with betting in general. One, it's a super short consolidated season. Scheduling isn't easy. Sometimes there's games going on at the same time. Definitely my favorite thing to live bet. Honestly, I haven't really bet any too many other sports since getting into women's basketball in general. Uh, so college and the WNBA. But 
all in all, especially when you have great insights and data, thank you to Aaron Barzilai from Her Hoop Stats for, uh, I wouldn't be connected with him had I not been gambling on the WNBA. So getting access to his data, uh, which is only $20 a year, uh, is fantastic at herhoopstats.com. And you're getting the same matchups a lot of the times because there's only 12 teams. Uh, I mean, Brandon, you know this from, from being with the Connecticut Sun definitely on back-to-backs for sure as well. A lot of teams that really stick closely to the data that we have at hand. So if you're, you know, not even modeling, it's, it's easy to follow people who do model are sharp with the WNBA. This is my second season doing it. I was up, uh, I think 27 units last year, up only 30 on this season, but I hope to continue as we get close to the end of the season and get closer to uh, playoffs. To Dano's point, it's a 36-game season this year. It started at the beginning of May. It runs through mid-August. They adjust the schedule this year because yeah. of the uh, World Cup and the FIBA Worlds. So uh, next year, there'll be 40 games. So, But still, it's in a very tight window. Um, again, shout-out to the ladies. It's crazy how they play all these games in a short period of time. Anyway, with all that being said, the volume of games is high in that short window of time. So as a better on the league, Dano, I would assume that's one of the challenges you've be on top of this stuff if they're playing every other day and they're playing four games in seven days there's teams play a stretch of eight games in 17 days that might be a challenge what else is challenging about uh following and betting the league It's yeah, it's acceptable either way, but I'd rather yeah. give it a shot to see if it's solved. Sure. So I, I do a little bit less editing on the back end, but it's okay. Little, so you do all the edit, yeah. editing, yeah. I'll do nice. it for this. For if I'm on, I'll I'll do it for these one ups like this. Yeah. Okay. I got to call Verizon after this. I've had problems the last two days. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, just how it goes. And you're not the you're not the first one. You won't be the last. So yeah, it's no problem. Uh, okay. So just uh, we'll just pick it up. Uh, Dan, will just do a three, two, one, and then answer the question. Okay. Three. Two. Yes, Brandon, that's definitely changing with the, the amount of games at a short period of time. But for me, especially last year, they've done a better job this year. I'm not sure how connected you are with it, but I cannot stand the kind of lack of formality and the process behind injury reporting. So for me, as somebody who really drives on access to information and data, uh, I'm on my phone quite a bit uh, along with doing my day job. So with that, uh, Twitter is probably the biggest piece of information uh, or biggest source of information. So I follow pretty much every beat writer from every team. Uh, doesn't matter you know, what type of information they have. I set up tweet alerts for all of them. It could be something as little as a, a travel delay that really impacts teams. Because, I mean, you know this, Brendan, they all fly commercial, which uh, you know, is another issue in itself, but they all fly commercial. And with that, there's a ton of delays. I've experienced them myself flying commercial recently. And who has Right? So teams traveling on a back-to-back, for example, getting a you know six-hour delay, they wake up at 4 a.m. to get to the airport. 
they're going to have some tired legs. We saw that recently with the New York Liberty playing at home against Chicago Sky, who traveled there on a back-to-back. Right. I don't think they got to the arena until 3 p.m. for a 7 p.m. local start game. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to play in those conditions, and that makes a really advantageous opportunity for a better. So if someone someone new in the, in this space, just talking sports now, the sports betting space, they they're ready. Okay. I want to, I want to dive in and follow this league night in night out. There's a few days like Mondays, they don't play games, but anyway, they want to bet on a night on a nightly basis on the league. What's one, give us one foundational element that he or she needs to understand going into that. Outside of the obvious of, of inherent risk. I mean, I think probably goes back to, to just the scheduling in general. Yep. Uh, looking for tendencies, I think using, uh, you know, the Action Network's platform, their app is is great in general. I mean, it's something that uh, I definitely look forward to, especially with teams who are better on the road than than at home. Um, you look at Dallas Wings, who are, they're a strange team in general, but as road dogs, I think they're uh, eight and two this season. Um, not road, uh, road favorites often, unless they're playing at you know, Indiana or, uh, or maybe LA, for example, but phenomenal edges you find just by looking at sources like Action Network, uh, following us at Spread the Floor on Twitter, and then obviously watching the games is is pure because I, I, I for me live betting is live betting the WNBA is uh, definitely how I paid for my honeymoon. I'll say that. Ah, there you go. So, again, we've got uh, Deno Mataya joining us. He's from Spread the Floor, which is a betting platform from herhoopstats.com. Uh, Dano mentioned you can get a, a subscription there to get great access to stats and information on uh, learning about the league. There's 12 teams in the league, um, and they're, they when they do postseason stuff, they're all seated one through eight in the conference uh, for playoff uh, formalities. As an expert, when you when you do this on a, on a, on a week-to-week or a night-to-night basis, when you, when you look at the W, what is what is the betting routine? You mentioned going on Twitter, getting news, um, finding out and getting as much information as possible. But when it comes to say all of that is equal across the board, what what would take us deeper into that process? Definitely. I mean, for me, it starts the night before the games. If if we have lines available multiple nights before games, like we do today, uh, I'll start modeling uh, on Tuesday for Thursday games. So with that, uh, checking injury notes, et cetera. For example, the Dallas Wings are playing at home against the Mystics. Uh, saw a note from Kareem Copeland that Elena Deladon will not be traveling to Dallas this week. So it makes sense that the Wings are favored by one, but uh, just a nugget to have in mind. Uh, so with that, I, I look to see if any lines overnight are advantageous in my in my site. So I will absolutely play plays if, if it, uh, it does make that sense, and hopefully we can get lines to possibly move. Uh, there are also other tendencies, like knowing that typically the Las Vegas Aces, uh, whatever their line opens at, it's going to get higher and higher. Uh, these few exceptions there, like uh, with this game tonight against Chicago Sky. Uh, other than that, uh, besides the data modeling the nights before, uh, start my day, go get some caffeine with my dog at the same coffee shop every day, uh, get home, check Twitter for more news always check the lines again. And uh, I'm not sure if the action follows this as well, but uh, there are now player props, which to me have just been super advantageous. Uh, and you talk about the access to information and uh, 
player injuries and notes, uh, I mean, I can quote your team. I mean, the Connecticut Sun, uh, Alyssa Thomas overs this weekend were absolutely insane with John Quill Jones on the floor. Um, I mean, she had the first triple double in Connecticut Sun history and her, her, uh, for points, I think we're at 12 and a half on Friday night. Uh, assist, we're at six and a half. Uh, rebounds, we're at seven and a half. Overloads and, and, uh, easily uh, on our way to a triple double on the first night. And then uh, obviously, John Quill not playing a significant amount and being a little bit limited coming back from uh, coming back from her COVID stuff uh, was another advantageous opportunity when the lines moved down that she was coming back. So it's really uh, it's really awesome to get that. I mean, Bet Rivers is the only place that does it. FanDuel will do it occasionally. Um, but love that we're getting that because it shows the growth of the popularity of the sport and the league. Uh, it's not probably on the level of NBA where you're getting pretty much every player who is available playing. You're only getting uh, probably two or three uh, per team. Um, but still, it's an, it's an awesome, awesome thing to bet because you're – I mean, the Connecticut Sun, for example, played what, like an eight person rotation, unless it's a blowout. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, having that, that access, uh, I mean, I'm a little shocked that uh, I haven't been limited again by Bet Rivers with, uh, with some of these props, but uh, we're going to keep playing them until, uh, till there's anything to, until um, I basically kicked off, I guess. But uh, yeah. So that's definitely part of the routine is the, you know, checking the data looking at Twitter and then always just kind of set a target line and a budget um, for, for live betting opportunities. Uh, this would definitely include uh, games like the Indiana fever play a lot. Uh, any game where it's a, a really small line uh, looking for, you know, huge runs from teams, things like that. Oh, I'm glad you brought up uh props but also the routine if you're looking for more on the subject one of our best that uh, at action network sean kerner he does a video uh five tips for betting the w uh five tips for betting the WNBA. it's available on the action network youtube page sean does a great job and he's also someone who follows the prop market when it comes to routine though i want you to be a little more specific what analytically for example Pace of play is a big deal. When you have one team that plays at a faster pace, taking on a team at a slower pace, and WNBA.com has a great team sortable stats section where you can find all this advanced uh, advanced data just to figure out, okay, when one style takes on another, how are you going about that? Is pace something you look at? Uh, pace is one of the biggest aspects of the model for sure. Uh, pace... Yep. Uh, you don't have to, and you don't have to give away all your secrets. No, I'm just trying no. to give folks an understanding because this is stuff that comes up, Dano, when we do NBA stuff too. Definitely. Pace is a huge talking point when it comes to overs and unders as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, definitely looking for statistical patterns as well. Uh, I mean, I feel like you could bet any team total over right now against the Indiana Fever and, and do well just simply on the fact that Indiana, highest pace in the league, worst defense in the league, it's just a, you know, and over sitting for you on a silver platter, as long as they can make a few shots, especially when they're playing as the defense that is not in the top five, for example, uh, you know, games against Seattle are going to be a little tough because you're relying on the fever to get you to 70 points, um, which they're not always going to do. Uh, the thing I don't uh, or have trouble with sometimes is, is kind of the year over year changes. Uh, the sun were 
last in pace last year and were super successful. This year, I think they're third at the moment in pace and still successful, but they're putting up points that we haven't seen from them in, in various years. Um, I want to say back to 2016 maybe, but offense is off the charts compared to the identity that Kurt Miller, the head coach of the Sun, usually has. Uh, Liz Cambage, who we don't know if is on the L.A. Sparks roster, uh, moved the betting markets a lot, uh, especially at the beginning of the season. But if you look at her advanced numbers with her defense, it is it is not up to snuff. I mean, she's great at blocking shots, but uh, really slows the pace of that Sparks team down and doesn't have the conditioning to keep playing. So, I mean, there are small things that I look for, uh, especially year over year, that are going to be harder at the beginning of the season. But once you figure out the identity of a team, uh, look at, I mean, we have a large sample size now with only, uh, you know, less than a month left of the regular season to really refine our uh, our model and find edges to, to really play all these games the rest of the way. I think you make a really good point. And this goes with any league when there's drastic changes in free agency or an off-season trade. Not only, you mentioned Liz Cambage, it was a big name, was with Derek Fisher, who now has been let go by the LA Sparks. But just to give folks an understanding, the Las Vegas Aces were already a really good team with Cambage. They pivoted to a smaller lineup and now they are the betting favorite to win the title this year. They're, now, they're not as public as Diana Taurasi, Phoenix Mercury team, but they've got a team now that is lethal shooting. They're, they're pace and space. They're like Golden State. Moving on. Let's use this game tonight. Uh, tonight is the Commissioner's Cup. For folks that don't know what that is, that's the first half championship. It's the number one team from the East, number one team from the West. They play for a, a bunch of money. It, it's a player prize pool. Some of it goes to charity. Uh, and then the winning team gets winnings as well. It's rewarding the teams for giving a crap about the first half of the year, essentially. So to Chicago and Vegas, which could be the the finals, that could be the finals matchup. We don't know, but it, it, it looks pretty darn good right now based on the uh, betting market. Give us an example of how you'd go with this opportunity to to play the game. Like you said, two of the best teams in the league, top two in Commissioner Cup standings, top two in regular standings. We can look back at how their previous two matchups have gone. Uh, the road team has taken both which is definitely something of note. Obviously, with a little extra incentive on the line, things are a little bit different here. And also, the teams are just different in general. I think it was uh, when the Aces beat Chicago, I think it was Kalia Copper's third game back. Uh, and so, I mean, this goes to the point of, of knowing the personnel on the teams and knowing how uh, impactful they are. So, And then we saw the largest comeback in WNBA history when the, uh, when the Sky were down 28 in the first half and ultimately won by nine uh, in Vegas. Um, so you're talking about two teams who are incredibly efficient uh, offensively. So I do expect to see a ton of runs. Uh, I mean, I've, I don't think I've been more excited to live bet a game uh, in my life. I think you might get opportunities to get plus 10 both ways uh, if this game goes the way, uh, the way it should uh, with, with a ton of runs and, and some misses. I, I do believe overall, if, if you look top to bottom at the rosters, Chicago Sky are clearly, clearly the better team. Um, they have a stronger bench that can come in and uh, fill those gaps when Candace Parker, Courtney Vandersloot, Kalia Copper go to the bench, uh, and players like Rebecca Gardner. Uh, so I feel, I feel super, super confident in the fact that I got the Sky minus one yesterday. Um, that tweet or that pick was posted on spread the floors, Twitter. 
But, uh, you know, now the line is up to sky minus three. I definitely think if the sky gets off to a hot start, I will absolutely put put some coins on Vegas, uh, you know, maybe even plus seven and a half. It's kind of my target that I've set uh, for myself. So um, it's it's going to be a great opportunity for us to uh, to make some money, make sure you're watching the game, especially if there's an injury or anything that happens to a significant player. Um, and it's easy to know who those are if you're not a WNBA fan. Uh, you know, just look at some stat records. Look at, uh, um, I mean, you can look at the starting lineups for each team. They haven't really changed in the uh, in the last month or so. Um, but also you're getting Corny Vandersloot back, who's one of the best point guards in uh, the WNBA. Uh, if you look at her on-off records or on-off stats with, with the team, I think they're negative uh, 11.8 without her. So okay. uh, it's – I, it's going to be a great game, and I—I I mean, I hope it's our final series. I feel like I'll, I'll win some money on futures either way if that happens. Uh, not as much if it's the Aces, but it, it's exciting either way. But uh, tonight is definitely a night to live bet for sure. Uh, I would be more confident taking the Chicago Sky money line, uh, but either way, great opportunity to live bet. Now, in your head, you're playing on a game script. Because a lot of times they feel like when people live bet anything, it's like, oh, look, this really heavy favorite cut off to a slow start. Great. They're going to come back because they're too good of a three-point shooting team to, to, to keep sucking like this. You could make that case in the NBA too. But what's the checklist for Dano when it comes to, okay, live betting opportunity is here because blank? Overall, one, regression. Two, looking at who the benches are. Oftentimes, if there is a blowout, uh, we'll look for a fourth quarter under. Uh, they yep. were insanely profitable the last WNBA season. Then we saw a streak of, I think, 13 games where um, across the league where a fourth quarter under hit. But in games that are blowouts, we'll typically see a fourth quarter under. And those lines are usually set around 41 and a half to 40 because teams are usually kind of in that stop carrying mode. So let me help you drive your point home because you so so just looking at a big picture of someone's getting into this for the first time. I'll say this as a caveat before I continue. To simplify this for folks, the, the league has a hard cap. So most teams carry 10, 11 players, and they don't release details on contracts. This isn't like Woj and Shams. They're not giving you details in the contracts. Point being, you're talking like the 140 best to play the, to play the sport in, in the world, right? Because you've got 10, 11 players, 12 teams. Do the math. And you kind of hit on this with your explanation about one team in Vegas, first place team or second place team in the league. Then you got a team like Indiana who's really young, but playing a lot of players that aren't on big max contracts, but the top half of the league depth is not as available because when you try to pay superstars, you don't have the luxury of having more loaded bench. But when you have a younger team like Indiana, you might be able to fill out your roster with decent, sixth seventh woman players that could maybe start or get a or crack a uh crack a rotation top of the league but those teams at the top of the league can't afford them so they end up filling out rosters in the bottom of the league and they let the younger players to your point like indiana when you have four players draft, drafted in the top 10 those players are getting more of the minutes so yes it's a very the top half of the league and the bottom half of the league there is separation there the five teams that are in the top five spots right now their depth is not, and Chicago is really good. So making Chicago the exception, depth is a huge thing in this league is, is the overall point. Okay, last thing before we let you go. What's the best feeling a better can get gambling on the WNBA? What's the highest high when you, you sink your teeth into this and you're like, okay, 
I got the hang of this. This, this, I've, I've got, I feel good about this. I mean, I know for me, after winning a, a lot of money doing this the last two years, um, being really successful at it, now I just want to see other people uh, be successful off my picks. But I'd say probably the highest high someone could have, which hopefully we get an opportunity tonight, getting both sides to cover in the same game live. There's nothing, nothing better than than winning a bet with both sides. Like having uh, like the other night, I had Ace's first half. Uh, minus nine and a half, and then took in a fever plus 25 and a half. Winning both those bets is such a good feeling, even though you're doing, uh, you know, one of the bets pregame, one of them live. It's just knowing that you understand these tendencies, it almost feels too easy at a certain point. And of course, it's not always going to be. There's going to be some things that happen, and you're going to see, you know, some bad luck here and there. But overall, to me, that's the best. And I think we have a great opportunity to have that hit tonight. Cannot be more excited to bet this game. I think it's a great matchup. And overall, like you're watching, like you said, the top 140 players in the world. Uh, it's too close. Like yeah. there's no night. It, and also, as we hit, as we started this episode, remember, they're playing 35 to 40, 40 games next year in a two and a half month window. So you can be really good and look at Las Vegas. But when you're playing so many games, I mean, look at the games they played against New York in that 10 day stretch. You might look at New York's record and go, how is that going to work? But New York, as we found out, they've got pieces. They've got depth because they haven't had to pay their superstars yet. In Indiana, there's incentive for an Indiana Fever player who might be eighth in the rotation to really give a crap in the fourth quarter. Whereas if you're an eighth rotation player at Vegas, you might, you're might you pretty good, but you're not at the level the eighth rotation player might be in, in Indiana. That's, that's the discrepancy I think we're, we're finding out. Is the league's oh. too close. Yeah, and you got players in a contract year, like Tiffany Mitchell, who's been on a tear lately, mm-hmm. who who easily could start on very many teams, but uh, is, I mean, is wanting to play for uh, significant money. So, I mean, there's a lot of awesome storylines that you can figure out um, in this short window of time. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a great league to bet, and I'm glad that the popularity is going up and up. Um, you know, it's the volume of the bets is probably super low too. Um, overall, it's nowhere near, it'll never be anywhere near NFL. It's nowhere near MLB, definitely not anywhere near uh, the NBA. So the, the books aren't putting that, that same amount of pressure on, on how they analyze the lines. Um, so you really can get some awesome, I mean, I get closing line value pretty much every night, probably at a 90% rate of at least one to two, uh, you know, sometimes high as six or seven, uh, because I understand the data. I'm able to, to make plays overnight, which we didn't used to get. We didn't used to get WNBA lines until the, the morning of the game. So I, I love that the popularity is growing. Uh, I'm super excited for the rest of this season and going forward. Uh, and, I mean, if this is really advantageous, but women's college is, is even better. So uh, highly, highly recommend trying out the WNBA a little bit. Uh, women's college is going to be just as fun, um, especially non-conference schedule. I cannot tell you how uh, how crazy it is when you get BYU women playing against, uh, you know, Albany and it's uh, the spread is minus 16 and a half and it should be minus 32. So uh, awesome, awesome opportunities to make a, a lot of money roll and uh, hope you enjoyed uh, hearing about this and definitely, you know, follow me. I mean, I, I love watching you, Brendan. Uh, anytime I get to watch Connecticut Sun game, it's it's a, it's a blast for me. 
Dano Mataya, you can find him at Spread the Floor, betting platform from her hoop stats. Uh, you can find Dano on Twitter, Dr. Mataya, D-R-M-A-T-A-Y-A. Thanks for making the time. Appreciate Absolutely. it, pal. Absolutely. Thank you. Very good. Uh, folks, thanks for tuning into the Action Network podcast, the WNBA Betting Guide. We'll join you next time. Thanks for listening.